is Get the Balance Right, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are totally stressed out over money and managing their busy lives. I'm your host, Heather Zeitzwolf, Profit Advisor and Money Coach. I help my clients run more profitable businesses. I take the mystery and confusion out of their numbers so they can reach their financial goals. Join us for a holistic approach that supports a healthy lifestyle while obtaining financial freedom. Stop freaking out. It's time to get the balance right. Hello and welcome to Get the Balance Right podcast. I am your host, Heather Zeitzwolf, CPA and profitability coach. In this episode, we are talking all about side hustles. Yeah. Have you ever thought about having a side hustle? What about just getting a part-time job? Perhaps your adventures in entrepreneurism is your side hustle. To discuss this topic, we are joined by the host of the Got Side Hustle podcast, Chris McPeak. I had the privilege of being on her podcast to discuss running your side hustle like a business and the financial considerations when having a side hustle. You can catch that one on God Side Hustle, episode 144, which is available on all podcasting platforms. Here's the thing. To promote that episode, Chris invited me to do an Instagram live. I've never done it before. It was my first one. And I must admit, I was very uncomfortable with the idea of going live since... I really had absolutely no idea how it even worked, like what buttons you push or how you start it or how you get in there. And I I don't even think I've ever actually watched an Instagram live before. So to support myself, I made a reel, which I'm new at. I'm new to Instagram reels. I don't know if you've caught any of mine. I'm trying to become an expert in this. So to support myself, I made a reel that included a declaration to the world that each day you should do something outside of your comfort zone to stretch yourself. Making this video was my way to assure myself that chickening out of this Instagram Live thing was not an option. I am pleased to say that doing the Instagram Live with Chris McPeak felt liberating. It was liberating. It was. I was actually more at ease during the recording than I was recording her podcast. I had one of those tripody things set up with the shotgun mic and my phone, and I set it up in a certain spot where I could kind of sit casually and not be scared. And it worked out fine. People did actually watch us live. If you are interested in trying Instagram Live, but you haven't yet, my advice would be to find a friend who has a similar target, team up together and do a live. Teaming up can help you learn the ropes. You don't have to worry like, oh, what button I'm going to push or whatever. If they've done it before, then just buddy up with them. Now, if you need a buddy to do this on Instagram Live, I'm not an expert yet, but I have done it once. So hit me up. DM me on Instagram. I would love the opportunity to help you go boldly beyond your comfort zone and help push me to do it as well. You can find me on Instagram at Zeitzwolf. So it's Z-E-I-T-Z-W-O-L-F-E, Zeitzwolf. 
And if you can't find me that way, you might find me by searching vegan CPA. I think you'll find me that way, but it's at Zeitzwolf. There's links in the show notes. Okay, enough about Instagram. Let's get back to side hustles. Whether you are thinking about having a side hustle or you have one, there are some questions and considerations that you should explore before diving in too deep. Of course, as an accountant, I'm concerned about the financial and tax implications of the side hustle. But there are more things to reflect on regarding the business and the emotional impact of a side hustle. I could have written an exhaustive list, but we got to get to our guests, which is very important. So I came up with five things for you to consider. All right, ready? Number one, what is the purpose of your side hustle? Really think about this. Is it to make a little extra spending cash? Are you looking to pay off debt? Are you doing it for the fun of it? Just to like get out of the house and do something with other people? Are you doing this to follow your passion? Are you wanting to transition this side hustle into a new business and do this over time or do this quickly? What is your motivation? Do you need to earn money quickly? These are all things to consider. What is the purpose of your side hustle? All right, number two, do you want to be an employee or your own boss? Perhaps you're already a business owner and you're just looking for an excuse to get out of the house and meet new people and maybe earn a few extra bucks doing that then working for someone else is a great option because the income can be more predictable. If you've got a set schedule, you know what you're making per hour, this can be far more predictable than having your own business. And here's the other thing. If you're working for somebody else, you don't have to get another venture off the ground. They've got an established business, you benefit from it. Or perhaps you already have a regular J-O-B And you want the luxury of making your own hours, using your talents, and reaching new goals. Maybe it's super important to you that you be your own boss. Just remember, if you decide to be your own boss, you now have a business. And guess what? You have to treat it like a business. If you drive for Uber as a contractor, you have a business. As such, you have an obligation to comply with the rules. Uh, Yeah, such as reporting the income that you get from it to the IRS and paying taxes on that. Now, depending on the type of business that you do for your side hustle and the complexity of it, you might actually require bookkeeping and legal assistance. Also, promise me, if you have a side hustle that is a business of your own, Promise me that you will get a separate bank account for this business. I don't want you commingling with your personal stuff, okay? If it is a business, treat it like a business. And if you don't want all that extra responsibility, then get a job. Number three, whether you take on a part-time job or start a true side hustle, aka be your own boss, how will your life be impacted? Will there be travel involved? Will you have enough time to spend with your family and friends? Will this bring you joy or stress? For those that are trying to pay down debt, bringing in more cash can help alleviate the stress. However, if it takes a long time to get clients, then you could elevate your stress. 
So just think about how taking on this part-time job or this side hustle is going to impact your life. Number four, how much do you want to invest? Hmm. Now, investing, I'm talking about both time and money. Getting a new business off the ground can often take a lot of time. Depending on your side hustle, you may have to attend networking events, research your market, have sales calls, post on social media, etc. The list goes on and on. These are all activities that take up time, but no money is generated. It could generate money in the future, but currently it's not generating any money. If you're looking to get money right away, you should consider a side hustle where the barrier of entry is low and generating new sales is high. Remember, a side hustle occurs in your spare time. Therefore, you must decide on how much of that time you want to invest. Then there's the money side. Depending on the type of business, the initial funds to get it started might be minimal, whereas others might be quite spendy, especially for a business that requires things like insurance, software, shipping, employees, professional fees, and rent. Being that it might take time to recuperate your investment, go into this endeavor with a well-thought-out plan and budget. And when I say budget, that's both money and time. You'll want to map this out on a calendar. Number five, is this a business or a hobby? Ask yourself, are you trying to make a few bucks off your passion? Or is this really a business where you're looking to make a profit? Because if you're just following your passion and make a few bucks, that's great. It can feed your soul. But if it's a hobby, hobbies can cost a lot of money. Therefore, if you're not treating this business like a business, neither will the IRS. They'll consider it a hobby. Here's the thing. Just because you call yourself an artist, a professional artist might be questionable. Now, you might spend $2,500 on paint supplies and pay $7,000 on a studio, but that doesn't mean that you can deduct these costs on your tax return. Whether it is considered a hobby or a business in the eyes of the IRS is determined by facts and circumstances. Here is the IRS's generic definition of what is a business. And I'll put a link in the show notes. A trade or business is generally an activity carried on for a livelihood or in good faith to make a profit. The facts and circumstances of each case determine whether an activity is a trade or business. Some of the important facts and circumstances used to make this determination include 1. Regularity of the activities 2. Regularity of the transactions number 3. Production of income and 4. Ongoing efforts to further the interest of your business. It goes on to say, you do not need to make a profit to be operating a trader business, but you need to have a profit motive. The above list is not all inclusive in the determination of whether an activity is trade or business. And for more information about making this determination, see the IRS's page called Five Things to Remember About Hobby Income and Expenses and How Do You Distinguish Between a Business and a Hobby. 
All right, my friends, I would say that the key word in all of that definition is profit. Are you in it to make a profit? Are you doing things that will eventually make a profit? Keep that in mind. If you have questions about these or any other burning business or finance related questions and you are a female, I urge you to join my Facebook group called Get the Balance Right. So if any of that stuff I just mentioned, you're like, oh my God, I what? Do I have a business? Do I have a hobby? I have no idea. Please join the Facebook group, Get the Balance Right. I would love for you to join the community and you can post these questions and I will answer them. I also want to invite you to my monthly events. I have two. I have a webinar that I offer monthly, which you can find in the show notes. And then I also have a fabulous meetup called the Monthly Monday Money Mayhem Makeover, where you'll get to network with other female entrepreneurs in a no-stress environment. This is meant to be fun. And the meetup includes money advice, masterminds, and makeup tips. You can learn more by going to getthebalancerightpodcast.com forward slash M5. That's getthebalancerightpodcast.com forward slash M5. You can also find it on Eventbrite. All right, my friends, let's dive into side hustles. Here's my conversation with fellow pink lady, Chris McPeak. Chris McPeak, welcome to Get the Balance Right Podcast. What's up, Heather? Thank you for having me. I am so excited to talk to you. I know I am too. I feel like it's a long time coming because we share the same flair for exotic hair. And that was a rhyme and I didn't even mean it. Yes, obviously you can't see us. We both have pink in our hair. We are the sisterhood of pink. Rock on pink. I think it's from those early days of me playing with Barbie that has instilled pink into my Right? System. Yeah. You know, I don't know what happened to me in like the late 1990s. I just suddenly decided that pink was my favorite color and it stuck. The rest is history, as they say. Yeah, I've heard that there's some psychology around pink that Ooh. it makes women feel empowered because there's something about pink that is like unsettling to men or something. I'll have to look this up, but there's like some psychology around pink. I want in on that for sure. All right. So let's get on to the show. Chris, for the people in the audience that don't know you, they don't follow your podcast. Tell us about yourself. Who are you? Sure. I am Chris McPeak. I am a 25-year veteran of higher education. I've basically worked at colleges and universities my entire adult life. About six years ago now, my husband decided he wanted to start a United States Masters swim team. He had been a swimmer his whole youth life and was just now getting back into it and wanted to make it a family affair. So he says, okay, let's start this team. We'll make it a nonprofit. I said, that sounds great. And we did that for about a year. Then for some reason, I got a calling like you know what, running this business is really fun, but I want something that's my own and still as part of the Silver Peak brand. I started what I thought was going to be a career coaching business because I had found a lot of comfort in having changed from a college housing person for 20 years into getting a gig for which I had zero practical experience. I'm in fundraising now and I'd never been a fundraiser before, but I still got this job and I've been in this job now for a little over eight years. And so 
so I thought, you know, if I can switch careers that easily, easily in air quotes, I can help other people do the same thing. So I kind of jumped on that bandwagon for a while. But then what I decided that I really liked was talking about having a side hustle and talking to people that wanted to do this and thought, I have no time to do anything. So how am I going to have a full-time job and a small business? And again, same thing. Like I thought if I can do it and my hubby can do it, anybody can do it. My first entry into the podcasting world was in a time management productivity mindset. And the show was called Elevate Your Eight back then, because my theory was, and still is, if you're honoring your work-life balance and you're only working eight hours a day, if you're honoring your wellness and sleeping eight hours every night, then the real key to time management is how you manage those other eight hours and hence elevate our eight. But the side hustle thing started really speaking to me. And I thought, okay, I think what my call in life really outside of my day job is to help career professionals like myself create time to build the side hustle small business of their dreams so they can supplement their income, but not like totally jack up their lifestyle. So there's still time for movies on the weekends, soccer games with the kids, happy hour with the colleagues and all the rest. And then just shout out to our podcasting mentor, Adam Shibley, which is how you and I connected through the bi-monthly pod pals chats. And thus here you and I are today on a fine Labor Day weekend talking about side hustles. And I've got on his shirt, your mom subscribes to my podcast. Oh, I didn't even think to wear that today. We are going to be talking about side hustles and the word side hustle, it's tossed around so much. If somebody starts some sort of business and they're calling it a side hustle because maybe they're not making money. But to me, a side hustle is something you do on the side. Either you have a business and you have a side hustle or you have a job and you have a side hustle. That's your understanding of it, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, you hit the nail right on the head and you said it exactly the way that I would do it. They call it a side hustle because it's on the side. And if you're like channeling your inner Sally Albright, it's the salad dressing goes on the side, meaning the main thing is here. The other thing is here and it's on the side. So yes, that is absolutely my approach to side hustles. Awesome. Side hustles can turn into full-time gigs. A lot of times entrepreneurs, they're not really sure about this business. They've got a normal nine to five job. Then they start the side hustle and then it builds into something else. But until it is that big thing or the main thing, the entree, it is a side hustle. Yes. The way I see it is there's three kinds of people in the side hustle world. There's people that are not aligned with their career as it is right now. And they see that they could be more successful and happier if they had their own business. So they start a small business on the side until that side hustle income can replace their full-time day job income. And then they're going to transition to be self-employed as you will. And then the second type is the person who maybe like me takes on additional form of income because they want to supplement their income. They want to retire earlier. They want to save up for some kind of vacation or to buy a house or something like that. And then they realize, oh, I really like this thing I'm doing on the side. And so now I'm going to choose for it to replace my full-time career. And so they do that. And then the third type are the people like me who are completely and totally in love with what they do from nine to five, but they have this calling and or a desire to make extra money or like what I do with my husband with the swim team. It's a passion that was originally his that I jumped on top of. And now I really like my role in it, but I have no intention of leaving my day job. I just want to do extra and I want to contribute to the world we live in in extra ways. 
The side hustle world consists of those three kinds of people. I help people with money coaching and I help people with their budgets. I hate that word, but we'll call it budgets. I just don't like that word. But oftentimes we look at all of their expenses and their debt that they have. And my suggestion is you need a side hustle if you want to pay down this debt quicker. Side hustles, though, don't have to be starting your own business. It could be just getting a part-time job and having an employer What do you think attracts people to maybe one versus the other? I love that you asked that question because I did something in a masterclass recently where I broke it down in terms of their side hustles and their second jobs. If you're taking a second job, you're once again working for somebody else. You're going to the retail store or you're going to the restaurant or the Starbucks, something like that. Then the side hustle is you're going to work for yourself, but you're going to develop something, whether it's that small business that you want, whether it's things like Uber driving or Postman that kind of stuff, the gig economy, where it's already set up for you, but you're still working for yourself. You're just following that corporation set of policies. And also if you're in a second job, it's they set your schedule and you go to work when they ask you to tell you to. In the side hustle, small business, you set your own schedule. I think it's a mindset thing. And if you'll let me go back for a second, for me, side hustles And second jobs were just all about needing to make extra money for whatever reason to pay down debt, to save up for something important. I realized that, okay, I already go to a nine to five that I like where somebody else dictates my schedule and the nature of my job and when I can go on vacation. And I'm blessed that I'm in a position to where I'm very happy in that space. So for making a little extra money on the side in the other realm, I needed it to be a side hustle because I needed to set my own hours and plan the business that I always wanted. And I had to dip my toe in the water for a while to figure out what it was that was going to be my thing. So I've done the Mary Kay. I've done the body shop at home, which doesn't exist anymore. Charles and I did Amway when we first got married for like 15 minutes. I've done the Postmates thing. So all of those things were great. Great, but they weren't feeding my soul. They weren't using my talents. And so I thought, yeah, I need to create my own, my own shape of what this should look like and how I want to help people. So that's where they went. But yeah, absolutely. A second job, if that makes you feel comfortable and puts you in a place where you need to be, then you're good to go. But I think now because of online businesses and how easy it is to develop something that's your niche. And the fact that people want that now, I think it's very easy to come up with a business that's your own or even something that's very similar to what other people are doing. Certainly you're not the only CPA who's trying to help people with their finances, but you do it in a unique way that suits your personality and your talents and your hair color. So that I think is the combination that makes things different. And so why I can say emphatically, like I have a side hustle, I don't have a second job and I have a side hustle that feeds my soul and utilizes my talents. Totally. You were talking about like Uber drivers and Postmates. When people think of side hustles, they often think of those kind of things. But side hustles, you've alluded to this, it can be all kinds of things. What are some side hustles that you see out there over and over again, or maybe might be the low hanging fruit if you wanted to get into side hustling? I'm so glad that you asked that question because I think there's four kinds of side hustles. And again, it's an effort and investment type of thing. The low hanging fruit, exactly. If you want to call it the gig economy, you can call it that. All of those delivery, driving, all of those task rabbit, those things where you're going to fill out an application in a service corporation that already exists, become an independent contractor and do that thing. So if it's, ooh, 
Uber, you're driving people from point A to point B. If it's Postmates, you're going to the restaurant and getting the person their food and dropping it off. So those types of things. And then I think the second level of side hustles is, I guess what you would call affiliate marketing, but I also lump things like Mary Kay and I know Body Shop doesn't exist anymore. There's so many of them. I can't think of what they are, but that level where someone is going to get you into it and you become under their line and you want to recruit other people to get in. You're making products available to people that want to buy them. The person above you gets a piece of the action. And as you recruit people to be in your cohort, if you will, you get a piece of their action. Or there's people that just become obsessed with a product or a service they really like. They tell other people about it and they get a piece of the action. That would be level two, because that's going to require a little bit more of an investment that you're going to decide this is the product I want to market. And then you actually have to market it as opposed to Uber, you just get in your car and you go. Then on the third tier is what I would call a content or product creator. So you're creating something, whether that's an Etsy store where you sell printables or you happen to be an exceptional knitter or a seamstress. Like when COVID hit, anybody that could sew is making a killing on Etsy because they were making all these face masks because people suddenly wanted face masks and they didn't want to just look like George Clooney from ER, like walking down the hall in his mask. They wanted to have Hannibal Lecter's face on it or they wanted little fish or polka dots or whatever. So having an Etsy store, things like online courses, like I really know a lot about income taxes. So I'm going to create a course on how to file your income taxes in less than 10 days or something like that. So now you've got your creators on that level. And then the top level to me of side hustles are service providers. So whether you're a money coach, a side hustle coach, a podcast coach, a personal trainer, a yoga instructor, this is the highest level of investment because you're learning a trade, if you will, or marketing something in a different way that you already know how to do. So there's skill level involved and there's a higher level of having to get your message out there because now when you're a service provider, you need clients and that's how you're going to make your money. That's the side hustle pyramid. And I think there's probably aspects of those different levels that I couldn't even begin to touch on because there's probably a million of all of it. But that's exciting too, because if you feel like I'm not very creative, so maybe I'll play around on this level of the pyramid for a while, but then either that becomes tiresome. Like I did the Postmates thing and I realized I don't like driving other people's food around. This is not fun for me. Even though I can listen to music or audiobooks or podcasts or whatever, I'm just outright bored. But if I can sit in front of a microphone and talk about something that's passionate to me or interview or be interviewed by cool people, like that's rad. And I could do that all day long. So yeah, put me in the content creator service provider niche and I'm good to go. Yeah, totally. Now you are a productivity nerd. I think I can call you that, right? You can. Yes. Now, if you're going to have a side hustle, if you've got a nine to five job that's already taken up eight hours of your day, or maybe you, plus you have to drive there if, well, not during COVID, but it takes up a lot of time. You got to get ready for this job. You got to transport yourself to this job, come home, make dinner, whatever. If you're just got a normal job. Okay. The rest of the day, people probably have some dinner, watch Netflix, and then go to bed. How do you fit in this side hustle? And is this on the weekends? Is it in the evening? Do you just not watch Netflix? Like, how, how do you do this? <laughs> First, I think it's all about finding routine. So when is the time of day that is working really well for you to do other stuff? So me, because we swim, we get up super early in the morning and we both need to be up and mobile and conscious before he jumps on the motorcycle or I jump in the car to go to 
the pool. For me, that consists of a part of a morning routine, which some of it is very personal and it's spiritual, if you will, where I check my planner, write in my journal, do my meditation. But then I also may spend 45 minutes. Okay. I'm going to carve out all of my social media work for the week, or I need to email my list. There's a lot that you can get done in 45 minutes. If you know how long it takes you to do stuff and you're really focused on that stuff. The morning routine is fantastic. That helps lunch routine. So I work in an office that happens to have a fantastic break room just down the hallway. So when I have my lunch, I pick up my iPad and my knitting bag and my food and I head on down to the break room or I can knit for a little bit and watch a piece of a show on Amazon Prime. And then maybe again, you know, check my business email. I'm going to look at my course one more time before I launch it, make sure that's okay. Or I'm going to email my coach and say, Hey, I've got these questions, blah, blah, blah. I have an hour lunch. I always assume that everybody else has an hour lunch. So if you're taking your leisurely time eating in 20 minutes and then maybe working on something or doing something that's pleasant for you to participate in. So it's watching the TV and knitting, which is actually something you can multitask. I learned this at a conference that knitting is the one task on this planet. You can truly multitask because of the way that you're using your hands and that part of your brain that knitting connects with would allow you to knit and watch TV at the same time and not be confused. That's why I'm very glad that I happened to land in enjoying knitting. And then that other 20 minutes is something where I can do something business related. I can call my husband and I can check in. What do you need for me related to the pool or the team? And how can I help with that today? So now you've got your lunch routine. And then evening routine is what I would guess most people are probably doing if they have a side hustle or a small business is they're coming home, they're having their dinner, they're kicking it with their kids or their spouse, significant other, whatever that is. And then I'm going to hang for an hour before I go to bed or two hours or however long it takes. Not everybody gets up at four in the morning. I know that, but some people get up at six so they can go to bed at 10 or whatever works for them. And then you figure in the weekends on top of that. I do very set tasks at set times. Sunday mornings from nine to 11, unless we're at a swim meet is when I'm always doing social media for the swim team. Wednesday nights from six to seven is when I'm doing all of the finance related to the swim team. Tuesday night from six to seven is when I'm preparing my email to go out for my email list. And sometimes it's when I'm finishing up the last touches of the podcast episode. There are certain things I do on certain days. So I think developing a routine, developing a regularity and allowing yourself to feel comfort in the fact that you can get stuff done in short periods of time. So you don't have to have five free hours to work on a small business. You can do little things in, you know, biz bursts of 10 minutes or more, or even just saying like, I'm going to carve one hour every single day to work on my business. And then I'm going to call it a day. And that's the way that you can still hang out with your family, go to the movies, do the things that you really like to do. Besides scheduling, which seems like that's one of the things that's going to be key if you want to have a side hustle. What are some other pitfalls that side hustlers might get into once they start the side hustle? Oh, that is a really good question. I think there's this need to have all of the things that everybody else has when you're starting a side hustle. So maybe you decide like part of your side hustle is going to be a podcast. So you're going to start a podcast and you think, oh, well, I need to have every bit of fancy equipment that exists. And that's going to be a lot of money to put in my business. And the answer to that would be no. So I think first of all, like You don't have to gather all of the things. And just because one person that you know is doing their side hustle one way doesn't mean that you have to do your side hustle the exact same way. I can recall being in a mastermind and hearing from my colleagues in the mastermind that they were starting to do this thing or that thing or the other thing and thinking, oh, they're having such great success with that. Surely I can do that too. 
I don't need to do that because it's not part of my niche or it's not included in the work that I'm trying to do. And I guess I think the other thing would be not having community around you to learn and to grow and to jump ideas back and forth. So whether that's finding a Facebook group or, you know, we're very lucky because there's an amazing man out there named Adam Shibley who has built a community for us to participate in. However, you need to do that, whether it's finding a mastermind or finding a Facebook group or joining a membership that again, may be an investment, but having a group around you that you can talk to and connect with and learn stuff from is, is super, super helpful. So I would say, yeah, the two main pitfalls would be trying to do all of the things. And the second one would be trying to go it alone, find your tribe that you can hang with and learn from and connect with those people. That's awesome. Chris, we got to hear about your podcast where you talk to side hustlers. So tell us a little bit about your podcast and what was the spark that made you actually start a podcast? Yeah, sure. That goes back a bit to the Elevate Your Eight philosophy. I was in a mastermind group at that time with Allison Melody, who hosts the Food Heals podcast. We were all at her house and everybody had a chance to be on a hot seat. And I was sharing with everybody that I had this philosophy, that I was writing this book. Everybody's mouths pretty much opened at the same time and said, you need to have a podcast. That's a must. So I was like, okay, well, that sounds fun. And Elevate Your Eight, that's you know a title I can play with. So I launched that show in October of 2018. And I did what I would consider like my first season. And, and I was just shy of 70 episodes, I think. And then I thought, let's cut that off and let's have a season break. And then let's try to have a show that's tiered a little bit. So I wanted to do free coaching on the show with people that were having time management issues or career change desires. And so I did some major outreach through Facebook groups and stuff like that. I started raising the bar on the type of guests that I wanted to have. I wanted to have people that were side hustle people that were best-selling authors that were career change specialists. I wanted to talk to folks that were in my niche essentially. So I reached out to different folks. And when you ask people to be on your show, I would say eight times out of 10, they're honored that you're asking them. And even if their show is in the top 10 of whatever section that they're in and you're like, haven't cracked the 200 yet, most people are very honored to be asked and happy to be on your show. And then even like some of the best-selling authors that I've had on my show, I just reached out to them on LinkedIn and found them and they were like, yeah, sure. This sounds great. I did that for probably about another 40 episodes. And and then I hit a wall because I was like, I don't know who I'm helping anymore. And I got to the realization like this is really, it's not just about productivity for everybody. It's about productivity for people that are like me that want to run a small business on the side and need to figure out how to make time to do that. So completely rebranded my show. And I liked the Got Side Hustle off of the whole Got Milk campaign. I even went out and found the font that the Got Milk people used. And I was like, that'll be my show. And I want to talk to people who have side hustles while working a full-time job, people that that have side hustles that may have transitioned into full-time work, but that have something to talk about where the side hustle thing is. Because like Adam is a great guest, even though he's a full-time podcaster, but because for several years, he ran a show and ran a gym at the same time, father of two kids. So he's got that whole balance piece to figure out. And then people that are well-versed in their trade and their craft that could help coach somebody on starting a side hustle in that arena. So those are the kind of people that I wanted to talk to. And I would like to get back to live coaching, the audits. Are you wanting to start a side hustle, but you need coaching? Come be on my show and be a guest. But meanwhile, the Got Side Hustle is a title that stuck and I can do a good balance between solo shows 
and having guests on the show to talk about things that I would want to teach, make those episodes a little bit shorter. And because the whole thing behind my deal is like anyone can have time to run a small business. I do have a short show. It's usually not longer than 30 minutes. I want them to be easily digestible, something that you could listen to on your commute or when you're out W-A-L-K-ing your dog. I can't say the word because he's in here and he'll want to go. I, I have a blog, but it's not the same as like all the content goes on this show and then everything else comes out from there. And having a podcast can be almost a full-time job in itself. You have to be really good at time management to have a podcast on the side and have a side hustle besides that. All right, before we wrap up, we got the Got Side Hustle podcast. And then how else can people find you, work with you on all those things? Thank you for asking. My website is chrismcpeak.com and that's Chris spelled with a K. You can find me on the gram at Christmas Peak. So if you say Chris McPeak really fast, that's the way it comes out. So it's K-R-I-S-M-A-S-P-E-A-K. And yeah, and then check out the show, subscribe. I would love for you to subscribe and you can connect with me that way as well. Thank you so much, Chris, for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. And listeners of Get the Balance Right, please make sure that you go in and give Heather a five-star rating and review. That helps her to get her show out there and help more people. And thank you for listening today. And thank you for having me. It's been really fun talking to a fellow pink-haired goddess. Thank you so much, Chris. Chris. 